0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda power. I, power. I power. I love the power.
1: I love the power. Hello, and welcome to the Poor Preview podcast. We'll be discussing the round two match versus the Sydney Swans on Sunday afternoon at the SCG. I am Portia, and joining me tonight, all the way from the land of sleep. Is
0: Rick? Rick, how are you? Hello, how are you going? What
1: is what? The land of sleep. The land what's of sleep. There's a better word for it, but I just couldn't think of it on the fly. A sleepy. What is it? What is, what's it called? The land of sleep. Cloud nine. Sleepy, sleepy, sleep land or something. There's a word. I can't recall.
0: Ugh, yeah, I don't know. I know. I know what you're saying. It's freaking early. That's yeah. that's the moral of the story. But for all those that work early shifts, got to go to stores and and uh, sort out stores and all that sort of stuff they they know this pain frequently and uh Mm. yeah we do what we do well people
1: working overnight and then they're still awake at this time uh, that you're up right now i think that's probably just as bad the sun's coming up and you're tired but uh, mm. yeah
0: i tell you what's what the hardest part is is the time time zone conversion because i'm working in two time zones
1: oh yeah i suppose you are
0: yeah, so uh, I forgot all I forgot all about the podcast until I was driving back to the hotel last night, and I was like, oh "Shit, oh, I got to get up at five thirty in the morning." I forgot about that. But anyway, we digress. Yeah, we do.
1: All right, look, um, we'll just jump into the the hottest topic this week. It's really, really big news. Um, I think that the the football world is kind of shaking from it, and that is that Cameron O'Shea has been named for Carlton. It's his first game since he was delisted by Fort Adelaide. How good is that?
0: Oh, ah, Cameron. Carlton are in trouble, aren't
1: they? Yeah, well, they're totally in trouble. But it's
0: great that Camo Show is <laughs> getting a <her> game. <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you going to go out and buy Carlton membership?
1: Oh shit! No, no, no! I already wasted money on a Melbourne one Run, one round in watching <laughs> Melbourne. I realised I have no interest in them anymore because I like I watched watching them because I liked that they had tall forwards. But now we've got the good one, and they're just playing Simon Goodwood kick it in the forward line bullshit. So yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm scorning myself for uh not being a, a proper melbourne uh, uh season ticket buyer and buying them at the start of the season so there you go
0: <laughs> so how was um how was melbourne's display against geelong because i didn't <sighs> obviously see that game
1: sloppy it was sloppy I, I i didn't like i think that i've heard on the fox footy coverage or not coverage the on the couch, one of those ones, AFL three hundred and sixty, where they're talking about how you know it was a fantastic game. Nah, no, it was just free flowing bullshit like we've seen from Melbourne for the last twenty years. Um, mm. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not that's not that's not good football. I had the privilege of seeing good football the previous day with Port Adelaide, and it's like, nah, that's that's just that's just shit.
0: <laughs> so you sound really excited about Port Adelaide. So I you am... went on the review podcast, but you were chatting away. So... Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm I'm super excited about the Port Adelaide podcast, about the Port Adelaide win because we have on every line, like we said yeah. last preview, and it, it's just it's just there. Like we, we this is the first time since you know back in the the glory Choco days um, that you can sort of turn up every week and think, well, you know, I mean, a lot of things have to go wrong for us to lose um, mm. against most sides, except for you know the very top ones. Um, mm. And it I just looks really, It just really is nice. But anyway, we'll get into the next quick little non-port oh. topic. Um, well, the, the just just
0: quickly though, the yeah. one thing, the one thing about that though is like, you're hyping it up. Yeah. I'm hyping up. But more importantly, the media are hyping it up, and the coaches yeah, are, are hyping it up. Well, I think so. Uh, from what I've seen from afar, is that, you know the media are talking about how strong Port Adelaide is and how they're a real oh. threat. And uh, if the Port Adelaide players um, start to believe in themselves and believe in that to a degree, I think it could actually propel the team and create a bit of an aura uh, about them this season um, mm. if they use it wisely and, and not have big heads about it because, uh, so that we could use the media to our advantage for the, you know, to intimidate opposing sides because, um, yeah, they're, they're, everyone's saying how, how much depth we've got and how strong we are, uh-huh. except for Chris Judd but that's
1: well, okay. I'm not, I can't say I agree with you there. I think that they're saying it, but that's, they're saying it in the way that they speak about Port Adelaide anytime they have to speak about us, which is usually they know nothing. And all they're doing is they're taking a team that made the eight last year, adding Motlop and Rockcliffe and Watts, and then saying, Oh yeah, no ports really formidable now, but they don't believe it yet. Whereas I believe it and you believe it and port fans believe it. Um, but they will believe it in about round five, <laughs>
0: Well, this yeah we knock off Sydney, they'll believe it anyway what's on your what's on your sheet what's next
1: yeah yeah. all right quickly talking about Freo, they've we've managed to beat them into making four changes to their uh team uh and they've named two more twenty eighteen draftees making it four in total which i think is the most for any club uh so far two rounds in uh they've added mm. adam chairr who was drafted early and rich Crowden who's a sturt kid he is exactly the player that you would describe as a nugget he's short but he's built like a brick shit house so he's uh coming in they've got all mid all midfielders they've brought in four drafting midfielders effectively banfield wow. half- more half back flanker but yeah so that's how good our winning against free was
0: <laughs> jeez uh, I reckon the same the same happened last year didn't it where and daniel puse got dropped after that round one game
1: yeah yeah look i mean for, i I'll always love after the a week after we beat a team and it's you know not it doesn't have to be the biggest margin but it just has to be comprehensive and seeing what changes they made and you sort of rank them like if they make a whole bunch of changes, that's you know that's a point. If they make a lot of changes and they're all rookies, that's a second point. And if the coach gets sacked the week after you beat them, like that's the gold medal. That's the, that that's the gold medal for a win. <laughs> um, so that's that's something certainly worth following. I don't think any of the coaches are out of contract this year, but uh, um, it might happen. You never know.
0: Yeah, well, it doesn't stop clubs from sacking coaches.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That's true.
0: I reckon um, Luke Beveridge could be in trouble.
1: Oh, no, he's, he, he's 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 in the Buckley situation after that premiership. He's there for the next oh, five years at least, I reckon.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: You have to do something pretty wrong.
0: Some of these Victorian clubs can pull the trigger pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, but then they'll worry about the curse of uh, whatever it was. Like, what is, didn't the Brodston Red Sox have some famous curse that happened after they got rid of a guy or whatever else and then they didn't win anything? Like... If there's one thing that Footscray fans is, it's superstitious, so... Um, they're not going to. Pu- they're not going to push him out until he's well and truly off the rails, um, in my view. Mm. Um, the other big news: Riley Bonner, round one rising star, which I think you did mention on Monday. Um, well done to him. Yes. All I really wanted to say there is that this week against the SCG, now that he's got a profile. It's exactly, exactly the game and opponent and ground where an attacking halfback can really back up the hype. Um, it will be really, it be fascinating to see how Bonner plays this week. Whether he sort of crumbles a little bit under the attention or if he just comes out and shines because this is a this moment is made for him to take if he wants it. Um should be interesting. He's got
0: he's got even though he's youth, he's got depth in the defence as an yeah. advantage to help him though.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but you know it is still Sydney. Um, yes. We'll see. And I just want to talk briefly about the Crows' torture camp that they had in the pre-season. <laughs> Um, there's a bit of going around in the paper about how they took a bunch of senior players off, blindfolded them, stuck them in the van in Queensland summer, and berated them. I think, and made them do questionnaires about how shit they are. That's <laughs> the implication I sort of got from that. Um, it's it's bizarre because clubs have spent 20 years working out how to properly manage professional athletes and high value employees, and suddenly the AFC has gone back to Nigel Smart Coal walking. What, what what do you think about it? What, what do you think about that I situation?
0: I just think it's the Crows that keep on giving. I think it's hilarious. So, you know, I mean, wasn't, didn't they go to the Gold Coast during the season? It wasn't in the finals, was it?
1: Wasn't it? Okay, look, I don't know when it was exactly.
0: I, I don't know. I thought, I do vaguely remember, I thought they went during the season um, to the Gold Coast to break, like, to get out of the Adelaide winter and sort of give them a bit of a reward and stuff like that. So, um, some reward. <laughs> some reward. But I guess it did, if that, if I am right and maybe someone on the chat knows um, if I am right I guess it it, do, it did encourage them to get to a grand final but yeah it sounds a little bit weird and maybe too alternative off the offline of center and uh, yeah if uh, if some of some people are describing
1: Hang on, hang on. We've just been told by Ryan Pillow that there is dead air. Can you hear us now, Ryan? I think I might have hit a wrong button or when it went changed when it updated. How? I don't change these settings ever, so I don't know. What?
0: Have you got I know. Skype? Well, well, got... Yeah, cable? Skype. Have you got it on your computer? <laughs> cable? In the this is computer exactly,
1: sound. I have changed the setting from last week. Uh,
0: is Ryan, that for both of us or just Ryan's me? Ryan's
1: saying he cannot hear a thing, which is...
0: Uh, uh. Shit, man.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Y'all can hear me through that. Cable, yes, cable yes that's all correct yeah blah blah and that works oh, i can't see a single reason why it wouldn't be working everything's set up as it usually is oh pommy powers just said it's all good so it might be okay oh. that might need an edit then Ah, <laughs> oh.
0: sorry uh, sorry folks
1: yeah sorry live listeners uh who could hear what was going on uh mm. <laughs> all right what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's completely thrown what me. What were we
0: talking about? The crows. We were talking, yeah, yeah, we're about, talking the about the crows. We was... were talking about the crows.
1: Yeah, we were. We were.
0: Um... Well, that was my attempt to do what they were doing on the bus.
1: Uh, so, hang on. It wasn't good for you before, but now it is. Oh, good thing is, a couple of... Uh, fans on the Spreaker chat.
0: Thank you. Very helpful. That's good work. Well, I can keep chatting
1: while
0: while you're playing around. It was, uh, well, yeah, I have been doing my emails. I'm checking Facebook at the moment. But uh, (laughs) for all those out there, Florida's got perfect weather every day. Oh, really? Yeah, low 80s. So 25, 26. Where in Florida and, are you, uh, in city? Uh, I'm in the, a place called The Villages. So um, if anyone doesn't know The Villages, it's amazing. It's one of the, the biggest um, growing districts in America. I think it's been the biggest growing year on year for the last six years. So it's like a really, it's a massive gated retirement community. So uh, we're here visiting uh, Nicole's family. I was, was going to say, uh, you're
1: officially retired.
0: no. Uh, it might be a little bit old for me permanently, um, yeah. but uh, but there 's fifty golf courses here, and that 's what they do they everyone drives around in golf carts, not cars and um, and they play golf it's uh, it 's a tough time it's uh, <laughs> but uh, enjoying the golf might have to make a comeback okay.
1: Getting some weird shit. What's going on? <laughs> um, Libby's saying that we dropped out again. Ryan's saying he's still hearing nothing, and Pommy Power's saying it must be your end, Ryan, all good here. So I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs> well, shall we just restart the call and you
1: will restart the call and uh, just and do a, a double take. take
0: uh, hope, 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 hope so whoever's
1: still can you please let us know what whether it's been good the whole time or not? We just need to know that. Thank you. It's been okay for Pony Power the whole time. Okay, so in theory, it should be fine. It might just be a weird thing that Spreaker's not doing well. So we'll restart the call. Um, Yeah,
0: just restart the call. We'll
1: restart the call. And we'll be back shortly. You'll need to re... Wow. Yep.
0: Hello?
1: Hello, good. Hello. Okay, cool. Audience, can you hear us? Please let us know.
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed.
1: Oh dear, oh dear. Well, I suppose it is a good thing oh. we were just crapping on about the crows because I think we've said enough that we can just kind of skip on to the next section. Ryan's yeah, saying great. we're back, so that's that's a positive thing. Okay. Because the person that's been saying great. we had nothing, so okay, good. Oh, Sounds sorry like it's about a Skype thing. I'm, I'm just glad it's a Skype thing and not a me thing, frankly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were right, very ready to blame me, I've got
1: to say. <laughs> okay, you, right. can
0: always play, you can always blame me, because I'm usually the one at fault for all this sort of stuff. So Yeah, but. no,
1: well, actually, it's Rick's phone that did it. It's Rick's phone,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's my <laughs> phone. Okay. Okay, well, what we are we up saying
1: to? saying
0: yes. Awesome. Okay, well, well, we can start. No more Crows Talk.
1: Yep, no more Crows Talk. And just at the official restart for the war, what are they up to section, I just want to say thank you to Pommy Power, Ryan Pillar, and Libby for saying that, yes, they can all hear us now. We had a little bit of a problem, so you've got an edit point just before this. But now we're going to talk about what are they up to, which usually I'd go through the stats for the year and I'd go, oh yeah, no, they're doing this sort of thing and their opponent's doing this sort of thing, but I'm not going to bother this early in the season because there's just not enough to go on. So we'll talk very briefly about uh, Sydney playing against West Coast at uh, Perth Stadium. Um, Sydney won 18 goals, 715, defeating West Coast 13 goals, 886. Um, Sydney were in front of every change. Uh, basically, they started, I think, about a goal in a bit and then out to 20-something. Then West Coast peaked them back a bit in the third quarter, but Sydney, they came out strong and they basically finished about, I think, four goals up in the end. Um, it, for me, it felt like Sydney controlled the game the whole night. Um, I know there were parts in which West Coast got a bit of a run on, but it just didn't really feel like they had a lot of shot. Um, Sydney's looking a lot better than they did this time last year, that's for sure. Uh, mm. and I'm just wondering,
0: was, was it um, West coast versus Sydney or West coast versus buddy?
1: Well, that's it. Like for me, it felt like Sydney should have actually won by more than they did, but I'm just sort of wondering if that was the Franklin effect. Um, mm. whether it's just, you know, Franklin kicks eight and then everyone thinks, Oh, you know, that should have been a hundred point, uh, thrashing. Cause usually it would be for a key forward to kick eight. Um, but no, it was only four goals. um, I don't know, like uh, they're looking the real deal. They're looking like they're a team we'll have to take pretty seriously. And it looks like that we are going to have to be good to get the win at the SCG, certainly, particularly after having got the win last year. They'll probably want a bit of a payback there. Um,
0: so, what was, their, um, what was their game style like? Just Sydney like, or yeah, were they doing something different? <sighs>
1: no, nah, Sydney's not doing anything different. Why would they? No, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, and they're getting midfielders back this week, too, uh, or a midfielder back in Dan Hannabury. But um, no, they were just uh, consistent in the midfield. They just produced well, and they just controlled the ball when it came in defence uh, as much as they could. And then, you know, Buddy went bloody crazy at the other end. Uh, yeah, no, uh, West Coast just we're not we're not good enough. And um, I'm just wondering how much the ground kind of suited Sydney, or if it was just because they don't know the ground and they used to. Um, I know that um, at times in our know, first season at Adelaide Oval, like it looked like, oh, okay, it looks like we don't know the ground all that well. Um, and obviously we didn't, But when it's your home ground, you should know it intimately, and I think that could that could be part of why West Coast maybe didn't have a great game.
0: Um, but, but West Coast are forecast to suck this year, really, aren't they? So, uh... you know, or be average. I, I don't think they're going to suck, but they'll be average. They'll probably be poor because that's just what they do, no matter how bad they are, but, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Sydney were out without a couple of players, which I'm sure is uh, on your on your run sheet too, but... Yeah, to get the win over there, uh, minus a couple of players that they normally carry. Yeah, um, you yeah, know, yeah, it's a good win for them. And uh, yeah, you're right; they held the game in front the whole game. And uh, who knows? It'll be an interesting game.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they've got a lot of experience in that Sydney lineup as well. Like you know, they lose players here and there, but for the most part, this this is their, you know, their, their best team that they've had for a while now. Um, mm. I don't know. Maybe you could say in three years' time they'll drop off but, and be terrible. <laughs> but right now they're looking pretty good. Um, you know that. You know they
0: haven't dropped off for like 16 years. I know,
1: I know, I know. We keep saying that. We keep saying, oh, Sydney's going to drop off. And then they'll trade in some nobody for a first round pick or a second round pick. And you go, oh, why'd they spend the pick on that? And then the next year that guy's all Australian, you know. It just I don't know how they do what they do, but they're, they're best at it. And um, you well, just
0: gotta... it's, a, it's amazing that they let go of Tom Mitchell.
1: Well, it's quality disposal. I suppose it might have been what their concern was. I don't know.
0: So you question his um, disposal? I know. Usage? I
1: question. I question the damage that his disposal does. Right. That's a different. That's a different issue. Like you know, this is this is the same criticism I used to have of Kane Corn's disposals. Um, yeah. The, he'd get a billion of them, um, but you know, of the ones that he had, in maybe six counted out of thirty. You know. Um, Whereas you get other players in our side, and I suppose it's probably still true now, where they'll get ten touches, and every one of them was invaluable. Uh, so it's, mm. but I mean, I'm not saying yeah. he's terrible. I'm not saying he's on that scale, but I'm just saying that you know, getting heaps and heaps of touches. Well, there's, there's more than that. Uh, mm. but he's, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, and he's still look, they don't, he's they, a good they
0: player. Don't seem to for it. <laughs> no, well, they don't seem to suffer for any trades. They really make. You know, they bring in the the right ones and they they lose the good ones. They're a a well-structured football club.
1: To be fair, we don't tend to suffer for our trades either, really, because we do so few. (laughs) Yes. Usually we're just getting rid of bargain basement guys for the most part, which certainly uh, Jackson Tringo looked like last week. Um,
0: So do you think we used free trade, how free trade is supposed to be used?
1: Um.
0: In modern football,
1: yeah, I think that this time around we did. I think the first time on uh, Montfriez, probably not.
0: Um, yeah,
1: but yeah, no. This but time we were only... a
0: different, we were a different club last year. Uh, sorry, Back with Montfriez, yeah. it was no, probably yeah, it, pro-
1: yeah.
0: it was probably harder to attract um, free trade players, so to speak. But yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, now it's it's easier. <laughs> you know and particularly given that pretty Mm. much everyone that's got a name that we went for has had career best seasons afterwards like that's that's a big selling point for any player that's thinking oh am i really going to be better off at another club because when you're talking about guys what 26 27 a lot of the time they've been at one club you know for 10 years almost um yeah i mean it's a big it's a big jump when you've worked that long in one place and particularly if it's been the only real job you've ever had uh to think oh is it worth going across not not just worrying about traveling interstate but you know traveling to a whole new system you know how much, how dependent are you on the system? Um, that's That comes down to, like, you know, things... You could have a fascism-related topic there where fascists will always tell you you are extremely input, uh, reliant on the system. And, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> it's not very important. Uh, but I think that's probably just part of it. Right now, we can absolutely play the free agency card um, as hard as we want. But, uh, I don't know, I think that... I think the club's changed how they contract as well. Um, like, they're very much contracting over that first available free agency moment for as much as they can, so... Yes. Um, time there's an adjustment in the salary cap or the recruitment system, there's always teams that come on top and teams that kind of lose their way. And I think that we can just say that we've been one of the ones that's come out on top. So hurry for us. That's lovely. Yes. Mm. All right. Let's move on. Talk about this week's game, which is against Sydney, not the Dockers, as I wrote in my uh, line-up there. I thought I'd put on <laughs> the changes. Um there's four ins because it's a Sunday game but I think we know there's probably only going to be one change uh, the ins are listed as Robbie Gray Jake Need, Trent McKenzie Carl Amon and Jackson Tringo. Um and the out is Paddy Ryder um, that's going to be just great for Ryder you reckon wouldn't it <laughs> well, just, just great
0: Grave. for
1: Ryder oh yeah yeah, yeah Gray so... in, Ryder out
0: you just said you said it really quickly it sounded like footsgray I was like what you threw me um but <laughs> Sorry, uh, so there are the clubs obviously playing its hand then in saying there's no backup rutman going to be playing this game
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah that sort it's... of disappoints me a little bit but i guess it is the scg's smaller ground we could probably get away with one less tall
1: It's it what's interesting to me is sort of reading the off-field moves and what they say um, so we know that, you know, despite the fact that last year we were talking about Billy Frampton, or at least indeed the club seemed to be talking about Billy Frampton as a real ruck option for this year, since then he played no preseason games for the Power. And the guy we drafted in the, with a the late pick this year as his replacement, or as a, as a ruckman, has been given a two-year extension, which is two years beyond how long we have Frampton for. Um, it feels like the sort of situation we had last year with uh, Logan Austin... Where we suddenly started contracting everyone but Logan, um, uh-huh. and you can sort of take your own cues from that. I'm just wondering whether the in that situation, where he's already sort of shown the club um, that, or made, caused the club to decide that maybe he's not up to it, um, and he's probably, I guess, got this this season to really be a star at SNFL level. So there's huge pressure on him. Um, this is, you know, I think he's still contracted for next year. I'm not sure, but uh, he's got to perform, otherwise he's just going to be Tumpest. <laughs> so.
0: Could, could, like, could, he, could like, he say that, could he have said maybe that he wants to go home?
1: Well, I mean, I, I suppose it's possible. And, you know, with Fremantle, as you said, playing four rookies this week, I think there's probably spots available in a senior side. So, uh, uh, and yeah. particularly with Sandilands, yeah, uh, he won't last forever. Maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed. I, You know, they they pumped him up. They set him off to um, surgery early last yeah. season before yeah. before it finished on the proviso that, He's going to be playing a, a bit of AFL games last year. Here's the opportunity. And yeah. uh, he, he's not in. And, a, and a, in a way, for me anyway, it would have been nice for us to have held our structure with what we've got. Mm. And, uh, and I would have thought Westhoff, his floating back style, would be very important supporting the defence in a, uh, a buddy-orientated team this week.
1: Look, I'd normally agree with you. Um, but I think that the, the fact of the, the back flankers we do have, like, I think that we know that we know that it's probably going to be someone like Howard behind him. Yeah. So he'll probably follow on the leads or it might be Jonas or it might be Clary depending on, or they might just switch on, on and off just to keep the matchup, mm. you know, more difficult to, to understand what's going on. But the guy that'll cut in front that you're probably thinking about Westhoff for, um, Riley Bonner's 190 centimetres. Like, that's just, you know, a couple of centimetres short of being key position hard himself. And, you know, he's got... I don't know how good his leap is, but it can't be that bad. Uh, And we know that Dan Houston can do that role. He's a good intercept mark. So I'm not too worried about that aspect of Buddy. Um, And, you know, there are the tall options, just sort of, eh, um, in my view. Uh, So I'm not worried about Westhoff, us really losing too much from Westhoff being gone, but it does mean that we don't have the option to put Westhoff where we need him. Um... And so that's just a little bit of flexibility we would be sacrificing, or that we will be sacrificing. But then again, Robbie Gray in, you know, um, maybe that gives us that flexibility somewhere in the, else in the, on the field. I don't know. Maybe it just means that Robbie Gray takes a forward spot and, you know, one of. Uh, extra,
0: extra midfield at the stoppage, maybe.
1: Well, that's not a bad thing to have, I suppose, uh, against Sydney. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we go. But uh, yeah, it, look. <laughs> we've been talking about budding a new Ruckman for a while now on this, on this podcast. Um, Yes. And it just would be nice to actually do it. Like it's sort of the missing, the missing link for us right now is having that second Ruckman. Uh, If we, if we, if we had, you know, Sam Hayes come up or, or Frampton or uh, Laddams come up and, you know, just play fairly okay in their first game. Like that would be, I would be 100% confident it will be great for the next three, four, five years, yeah? Um, but that's the mm-hmm. one thing we're missing. And for that reason, I would really like to have seen a, a Ruckman elevator. But look, it's no, it's a long season. It might happen later. Um, if we somehow get smashed by Sydney in the next couple of weeks because we're not playing a proper Ruckman or whoever else uh, that we play against in the next couple of weeks, then it might change. We never know. I so. I'm
0: just glad we didn't pick Sam Hayes because that would have we been... Uh, throw, oh, play him. Play him. Yeah. Oh. I just think that would have been throwing lambs to the walls, really. I mean, he's too skinny. He would have been annihilated, poor kid.
1: See, so would rather Throws. throw lambs to the walls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you say lambs? Anyway, uh... we, we, we digress. But, I mean, Howard's really the logical matchup for Buddy, though, seeing oh, you yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. Isn't he? I mean, he's fast. He's probably as fast as Buddy. You know, He's taller than Buddy. He's got, a, uh, as we all know, a massive ability to be able to spoil. It's, it, for me, it's an exciting match-up just to, to see how far Dougal can elevate himself as a, uh, as, a, as a defender. Because at the moment, he's just such an impressive footballer.
1: I think what's interesting about this match-up is mm, I think that he'll have a pretty good chance of spoiling a lot of the marks the thing about Buddy Franklin that makes him elite is that he has great second efforts. I think that's Mm. where it's going to be important to have another body um, ready to cut off the contest from the front um, Mm -hmm. legally as much as possible. Uh, Because yeah. Okay. And we saw, and you know, even this last week when Dougal played a fantastic game, like a couple of times you did see him get exposed. Like one time, I think he spoiled and the ball went behind him and it went to an opponent. Um, And I think there was another one. I can't recall where he tried to take a mark off the side instead of spoiling. Um, you know, once once he spores it's great, but there's got to be a port player at the foot ready to go um, when he does fall, because otherwise, um, you've got to think that uh, Buddy Franklin will be all over that.
0: So, did Buddy play deeper, or did he play his customary running, roaming custom- up the ground? And, I reckon pretty and it- customary.
1: Yeah, he was in deep a yeah. bit. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do a, a an analysis of uh, heat mapping or anything like that, but it looked like he was all over the place like usual. So,
0: we just leave that stuff to Janus. Where's yeah, Janus yeah, yeah. when we need him? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it'd be good to be able to call him in, like uh, uh, the stats expert on um, yeah, various sports shows, but also what's the one? What's that terrible game show where you talk to an expert? And the one on ABC with um, Paul McDermott well, yeah. looking like a you've professor? Lost,
0: you've <laughs> lost me. You've lost me already. You said ABC. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: No, that's fine. That's, that's
0: that's too intellectual for me.
1: Oh, oh, oh sorry. I, I
0: apologize.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> And there was just one other comment. I guess we'll move along. I, I did get quite distracted there. Um, this week versus Sydney, yeah, okay, bubba. Uh, the other four inns named: Need, McKenzie, Amon, and Trangove. Like, I wouldn't want to see any of them come in. I, I think the thought of replacing any of the players in our current twenty-two with any of those players, I just think no, no, don't do that.
0: No, <laughs> I, well, that's, it's obviously not. It's not going to happen. I mean, who? I mean, I guess is there who would be the cover for Pollock? That's that's the well, only one of
1: those probably Amon.
0: Yeah, hmm. that's right. So that's that's probably the only thing we need to sort of read into yeah, that. You know, but does I mean because they're talking about I saw the press um, or the article saying you know Pollock did well injured now he needs to show he needs to back up for himself and you know show that he can play injured. Are the coaches going to play an injured Pollock or are they going to bring in someone else to to let him recover? It seems crazy to be playing yeah. someone that's got an abductor injury, if that's what he's actually got.
1: Yeah, look, I agree with that. Um, and I guess I wouldn't be too too upset if, you know, some of those played ex- explicitly because of injury. But when we're talking about how we've got great depth, I think we've got some great depth, but in, you know, certainly in very specific positions. But I think that, you know, not enough, I don't think the depth is good enough that we'll just start making changes willy-nilly. Because if those are our backups, then I, I kind of feel like there's a very clear line between our, our top team and the rest of the list. Um, if if they if they if their players twenty three twenty four twenty five and twenty six, um, mm, I, don't
0: I, <laughs> well, got, yeah, I don't know. You got you got Jimmy Tumpus there too. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah. Well, he's, he's a little bit lower <laughs> down I think on that list. But uh, mm.
0: <laughs> oh, we sh- we shouldn't mock somebody. But look, I, I can't see any of those guys coming in except for um, yeah, except for cover for Pollock, which would mean yeah, Carl Amon would be the first cab off the rank.
1: You would think so. And you are got... we doing like for
0: like, anyway. Yeah, that's right. So, and I would hope that they're taking a no-risk approach at round two of the season. You know, it's not like we're playing finals, and uh, yeah, you are going to play injured players. Um, so, and it would be interesting, like if uh, if Pollock does come out to see if Omon is hungry enough to you know to, to really exert his influence in the game, and uh, because yeah, I know I know you and Mac are a big fan. I, I'm a little bit disappointed with Amon's game overall. So uh, I think mm-hmm. he does great things, but I, I think he also fades in and out, and uh, sort of has the brain fade moments. And yeah, you know, oh, uh, for cool. his age, for his age, I'd hope he would be a little bit more reliable than what he is now.
1: Look, I mean, he's still not all that old, but I agree. And look, I mean, that's why we're not talking about oh, drop Bonner and bring Amon in. Like, no, I don't think anyone said that. <laughs> you know, or, or drop nah. Houston and bring Amon in. Like, there's none of that happening. Um, nah. Or drop anyone and bring anyone in. Uh, it's, He's exactly, right now Being named as a uh, Potential player I think that's about where he should be um, yeah. he's Certainly not, he's certainly, if we're going to be as good If we're going to win the premiership this year Let's talk about it, let's be, let's be, let's be up front um, If we're going to win the premiership this year He shouldn't be our first 22 um, until he mm. improves So that's okay
0: mm. is, um, is Jasper Pittard An automatic inclusion When he's fit Look, Back I'm, into the side
1: for me, no. Um, right now, I think we have our best defence uh, for 2018. Um, he's not a direct inclusion. I think I would like to know that he is 100% fit and also very focused. Because I think last year, he, I think last year he kind of tarnished his reputation a bit. Frankly, um, he really showed none of the attack that we loved him for, and which we now love Bonner for. Um, yeah. Uh he didn't he didn't show that decisive action or anything like that. He just seemed to kind of be adrift and just be a guy on the field like Broadbent usually is. Um and that's not that's not automatic twenty two, that sort of player.
0: He was like a boy in the ocean, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or a bully as the Americans would say. But no, I think you're right. And that's probably been the thing that's disappointed me in the last 12 months with Jasper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's been injured, but there hasn't been that run. And that's what makes those halfback flankers like Riley Bonner um, such an attractive player. And, uh, you know, because that's where, that's where you are damaging and that's where Jasper was damaging. And, you know, we could forgive him for his brain fades because he was doing that. But... When you're not providing that, it makes it hard to uh, have that same love.
1: Yeah, yeah, look, absolutely. Um, that is a huge problem. But,
0: um, yeah.
1: Mm. All right, well, look, we'll talk briefly about the uh, Sydney Swans as well. Because we are playing them, we should just you know, discuss them briefly. Um, so their squad changes, they've brought in, because it's an extended 22, um, it's Gary Rowan, Dan Hannabury and Ben Ronke have, have been added to their squad. Um. I'm not... Rowan and Hanbury, you'd have to think, are going to come directly in. Um, so I'm not sure who they'd drop for them exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, and their rucks. You now, this is the one we need to just briefly talk about in more detail. Um, Callan Sinclair, he looked all right against West Coast. Um I'm not going to say he's a god or anything like that, but, you know, <laughs> I think he had, what, 16 hit-outs or something? Yeah, 16 hit-outs. But he still had, you know, 21 touches and 7 clearances, which probably... Uh, I don't know how many of them were free kicks, so that's always a couple for Ruckman, but... Uh, Mm. He seemed okay. Uh, and if it was Ryder against him, you'd say Ryder for sure. Um,
0: was he up against
1: Nick Nat? I think so.
0: I don't recall. Nick time, so. played, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he probably's not going to win the hit outs against Nick Nat and He's Because he's not that big leaping uh, Rutman sort of type. It sort of makes sense, really, to probably match West off up against him. Because, I mean, Sinclair would be a little bit bigger. Yeah. But um yeah he's he's more he's more that like you've just pointed out that around the ground sort of mm-hmm. stat sort of guy so that's probably a perfect matchup for Westhoff really
1: yeah I mean I guess for me i never I've never had a game where I've seen Westhoff and thought wow Westhoff was really good at being accountable on that guy <laughs> like, I, I ne- I'm not saying it hasn't happened but I'm just saying I've never seen a game where I've thought that about Westhoff um, mm. I, I, I don't think As a one-to-one opponent, I've never really thought of Westhoff as being that guy.
0: Um, Maybe they don't care.
1: Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just counting to be a ball winner in midfield and just do enough to negate in the ruck tap, which is probably a reasonable way to go about it, particularly when it's not the bounce. Um,
0: Is this this crazy of me to say, too, that Dan Hanabree, I find, is always a little bit met against us?
1: Uh, That's certainly one of those ones that is very likely to come back and burn you, Rick, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have made such statements on the podcast before About various players And they usually come out and thrash us So thanks for that Rick
0: (laughs) That's okay I I just think Ever since Kane Corn's shut him down Game after game We just um, Yeah He hasn't really been The thorn in the side for us Whereas Who's Outside of Buddy I mean You know their, Their other prime midfielders Have been The issue Like Parker and, uh, and the clearly obvious one, which is just forgotten I've forgotten, I can't think of his name. Give it to me, Portia.: Midfielder. The midfielder. God What's his name?: <laughs> Oh. Big one. came we'll from Hawthorne.: uh, Oh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy. Yeah. Josh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Kennedy. He's, uh, he's the one that always tears us up. And I think yeah, now sure. finally we've, finally we've got the midfield probably to sort of negate him. A little bit. Well, hopefully,
1: hopefully, or more importantly, we will have the midfield win the ball from whoever wins the tap. I think that's more the hope, as opposed to negating. Because um, if yes. we do that, you'd have to think that's going to work to our advantage. If we do, if we win in midfield, that is definitely a, a good thing if we can do it. But if we don't, then mm, could be tricky. Um, mm. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the midfield is certainly formidable, and uh, you know, Parker and you know, Heaney's not bad. He's still developing as a player, but he's he's right up there.
0: And he's a great player. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I mean, I'm sure we can say that about 15 of the Sydney players. So yeah, let's, they're not, great let's, players.
1: let's not do that. There's a whole bunch of Sydney players that are, you know, really solid players.
0: Um, did I did I miss it? Did Sam Reid, is he in or is he out? I don't think he's in, no, from memory. Yeah. Uh, if he
1: wasn't
0: so I sl- to put a note Because I read the article saying that they, he'll be considered for inclusion. So, um, so who are their tall forwards then? So they've got Buddy Franklin. And
1: oh, there's no Gary Rowan at full forward, but, you know, he's not really tall forward. I mean, he's tall no, well, what's, what's
0: it? He's, what, 192 as well, I think. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's tall enough. He's a good forward option, but I wouldn't have said he was a full forward um, by any measure, really. Um, but I guess that's sort he, of... I guess he's probably an SCD full forward, you know? That, that's a different kind. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I guess like it's starting to paint a picture of um, why they've probably gone with Westop instead of a dedicated ruck.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, true. when
0: you... You know, I mean, our team defence and the, and the defenders we've got there, like, you know, Cleary, and Cleary's probably a good match-up for Rowan. He might not have that top-end speed that Rowan has, but, mm. you know, that, so they don't have the, the plethora of um, tall forwards in their line, line-up, and, um, yeah, yeah, we seem to have natural match-ups that can float between those two guys, and, and I think Westhoff can yeah, float around with Sinclair, and, you know, they're probably going to both, both play Sinclair and Westhoff, you know not play on each other and just do their thing and, you know, get possessions here and there and uh, who uses them better might be the winner of that duel, I I suggest.
1: I think you're probably right there. Um, So their forward line, Lance Franklin, obviously, we've we've discussed that. We know how we're going to beat him. We're going to put Dougal Howard on him and we're going to have someone cutting him off. Well, Um,
0: Dougal Howard just beats everybody. He's invincible.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, certainly if he can be timely in uh, intercepting Buddy's marks, then... uh, all we've got to worry about is free kicks. <laughs> hmm. um, going around back, look, he's a player that has had some fantastic games, but you'd have to hope that coming back in the side, he might be a bit rough. Um, and also, you'd have to hope that someone like Tom Jones should be able to do a job. Well, actually, he's probably a Clury player, really. You'd probably put Clury on him, I think. Um, yeah, and the rest of their forwards, they're okay.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, uh, it's probably an area where we should expect, if the midfield breaks even, that we should get a win in the defence, you'd think. Um, Yeah. And as for their defence, look, they've just got this really steady, what, rampy, grundy Nick Smith. Um, They've got some pretty decent players back there. McVeigh when he's there, um, I'm not saying he's amazing, but they're just solid and they've got experience. And, you know, that's what you really want in a defence is... uh, yeah, you want a bit of talent and you want a lot of skill, but you really want a lot of experience um when it comes to the big tight matches. So uh that'll be uh, I don't know how much of a challenge it'll be. I I'm, I'm wondering whether we will be too tall for them if we get any clean possession in midfield. I'm hoping that's the case.
0: You think we might be too tall?
1: Well, only if we get clean possession in midfield. Like not not that we will be too tall, but that we will be too tall for them to counter is what I'm saying. So yes. that, it, that it would be a win for us.
0: That um, that um yeah that makes more sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, But <laughs> yeah. like if every if, <laughs> yeah. if we get if we have one of those games where Sydney clog us up in midfield so much that all that's happening is um Ebert's kicking forward blindly, um and you know Wines is doing the same, and then it, there's no real method to our forward attack, then the defence is certainly good enough. But if we manage to you know find enough space in midfield half forward to spot up a target, that'll be really good. Um, we'll, well, we that's... should win.
0: Easily. That's the that's the key to winning at the SCG, isn't that's it? Well, it it's is. almost the key yeah. to winning in most games these days is but clean, also, quick ball movement.
1: Well, the quick ball movement, but the, but not just the quick ball movement, but the accurate movement to a target.
0: Um, yeah, well, I think part of the key too will be, um, yeah, that, especially those half back flankers not getting sucked in to try and kick it to the forward line, like deep straight away where they're delivering it 50-60 out. Yeah, um, we yeah. really we want that run and carry taking it through in the midfield to get it deep, with that one kick with on yeah. the smaller ground. So, um, you know, I guess it can be tempting just to go, oh, I'll just kick it long now and uh, and you know, but we're still too shallow with our four, forward fifty in, entries. But yeah, I I would imagine definitely if we get clean position out of the midfield stoppages, um, our tall forward line should be able to take advantage of that because we'll be maximizing our one on ones.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's it. And uh, just to quote Maka there, that's it, that's it. Uh, for me, I also think that the timing of this match is really important for Port because I think that last week it was really great to see all the recruits come in and kick a goal each or more. That was very nice. <clears throat> um, but like this week against Sydney, when we're talking about wanting to get clean disposal and accurate uh, delivery to a person in the forward line, I think this is the first real test for Watts and Motlop and Rockliffe. Um, this is where we'll learn whether they're up to what we pay them for, what we gave up what we're paying them for. Because um this is against Sydney, you've got to have that accurate delivery. Um well, particularly with I that guess we, line that we're named. So
0: with yeah. the um, with Watts, I mean what is really I mean you you've seen a lot of him over the journey yeah, yeah. being a, a quasi Melbourne supporter as well. No not even um, well, yeah. <laughs> what I mean what is the realistic expectation? I mean I just, I just don't want us fans getting a bit too carried away with the six goals in his last practice game, and then three goals uh-huh. on the weekend. I mean, are we expect? Is he more really the fifteen and one sort of guy, um, and you know, and anything above that, you know, when he does influence the game, is a is a win. But you know, against these closer tussly tight games, you know, fifteen and one's a, a good output for Jack.
1: For me, I, 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 I would be. <sighs> This week I don't care if he kicks goals. I mean I want him to, don't get me wrong, but for me like he'll still have had a good game if he gets the ball and when he kicks it it hits a marking target. Like that's it for me. Mm-hmm. If if he can mm-hmm. if he can set up marking targets inside 50 or on the or you know, or on the 50 um then that's exactly what we need that that is exactly what Port Adelaide needs because you, you can theoretically take it from there. Uh if you're lining up for the shots, we should be able to take them. Um but it, it's that's where we have perennially been frustrated is around uh, our half forward line and you know taking that next step onwards. Ever since we lost Ron Treadway, really, um, that has been a is a he playing deeper with
0: Port than what he did with Melbourne?
1: Uh, uh, if I said yes, it would only be because the ball seems to spend a lot of time in Melbourne's defence. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably. I don't think that that part of his role has probably changed all that much. Um, Yeah, yeah, because Port Port are good at containing in the forward line and I don't think Melbourne really have that reputation at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd say that that's probably as much a factor as anything. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, look, move along. Uh, Coach, uh, should we be worried about John Longmire? I think yes. He's still got that solid team and a lot of players. He knows their capacities and that he can depend on them. Uh, and even though we beat them at the SCG last year they did still make the finals after their weird what was it 0-6 start. Uh so I think we you know long John Longmire you got to respect uh him as a coach.
0: Um, well how can you not? I mean he's yeah. made his teams make the finals every year and he has. yeah he's a he's a grand final winning coach so Yeah yeah yep. You know he he's durable. I mean if we were, if we were able to poach Longmire a few years ago I would have been a happy man. Um yeah. Yeah, it's so. kind of that
1: difference between him and Chris Scott, isn't it? You know, like um, they both sort of inherited premiership teams, uh, but you respect John Longmire and you think, yeah, I'd love to get him at Port, you know, if we didn't have uh, Hinkley. Um, but I wouldn't want Chris Scott. <laughs> I'm not yeah, super, I, I'm not super impressed with what he's done as a coach, frankly, with the team he's got, but uh, yeah, there you go.
0: But they, no, yeah, you're going to, now you're intentionally sidetracking me by mentioning him because, Am I? yeah, he, oh, I, I'm not a fan either, but it's I, it just frustrates me how they, they keep getting up and they keep mm. making finals. And, you know, you talk about minimal depth. Now, they've been a team with minimal depth for a while now, but they keep frigging winning and it's just hair pulling. I just want them to miss the finals. It's like, just piss off already, will you? You've had your time. Just, Go down and do your do your time like everybody else, and see you later. Um. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I, I I'm, I'm
0: not. I don't know. They're very shallow. They don't have a great side. But they no, just but I think win. About
1: a lot of Hawthorn, too, frankly.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they just <laughs> win. What when they were winning?
1: Well, not yeah. Well, yeah, when they were winning. I mean, they're still. You know, they have guys in that team that you think, oh, gee, they're not all that great. Um, yeah. but because they're part of a team that, that knows what they're doing, they've got a system that works, and everyone knows what they need to do. Well, then you can you can carry guys well, that are not the most amazing player hey, in the world.
0: That that just hits the nail on the head of success, mm. yeah, doesn't it? You know, yeah. and we, I guess, and that's been our problem of recent times. Our system hasn't been completely reliable, and we haven't had twenty-two players that can implement it week in, week out. And sometimes I sort of questioned, was our, our approach has being too cute, too clever and too complicated? So, yeah, yeah well, you It
1: gotta... just reminds me of something my mum used to say back in the day, which is that to every time, you know, there'd be an SA nfl final, uh, all the, the journalists and everyone would be saying, Port Adelaide's too old, um... And that you know the on paper that someone else had the better team, but Port Adelaide just had that stability and everyone knowing exactly what they needed to do and a really reliable system under John Cale. Um And then that was enough. You know, it's exactly that same situation um, where if you've got the success and you've been there long enough to really embed it in the culture, what needs what's expected of you. Um, mm. you can do amazing things with uh, a bit less than maybe other people do. The champion team beating the team of champions. So, uh, yeah. you know, we, we're both we're having a crack at Hawthorne and Geelong, while at the same time we kind of have to admit that the reason they're doing so well is because they've got something that we've lacked since uh, our SNFL days, really. Um,
0: so, you, I, I agree. I mean, the, the tall targets that we're playing now allows us to have a tall marking target down yeah. each line. Which is more the Port Adelaide game style that we've we've been uh, synonymous with, and uh, yeah. and and also just football in general. You know, I mean, I know Richmond's trying to throw that out the window, but um, you know, that's that's football. You have a tall target down the line for every contest, and you know, and they they impact the contest, and your crummers are around the ball, and that's that's football. And uh, yeah, so it's good to be getting back to that. Um, Was you're talking about the key recruits and this will be their time to show us their goods. Um, Do you think Rockcliffe will be better for the run and you're expecting a better output game from him this week?
1: I'm expecting an excellent game from him this week um, because at Brisbane, he had to face a lot of very hairy midfield opposition. So I think he's probably pretty used to what we're going to face against Sydney. Um,
0: Did you think he he looked short of a run last week? Oh, yeah, definitely. He He was not at his best. I mean, look, I'm not saying it from a critical perspective. because no, like no, he missed no. the whole preseason, but he just he did look his legs looked a little bit off last week, and yeah, he he didn't influence uh, the game as much. But yeah, he still did some good things. He had good hands and you know impacted on the scoreboard. So yeah, I'd i be expecting his output to uh, to probably go up another twenty yeah. or thirty percent this round. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh,
1: Ryan Piller his. Uh, has come in and said just while we're talking about Geelong, saying that they found a player in Tim Kelly, and that's probably fair. Um, And they do find players occasionally. uh, But I guess that... How long has it been since Geelong had a father-son pick, eh? (laughs) I think that might be be the telling one. Um, We'll see. But, uh, yeah. Ah, well, and as far as getting back to this game we're talking about, do you think either side has psychological advantage or not? I I don't think it's got to be Sydney, doesn't it?
0: Really? Well, maybe not, because we did beat Sydney and Sydney last year, so... Yeah, but
1: that's kind of the thing as well, almost. Like, can you really... Like, how many teams beat Sydney in Sydney twice in a row? There wouldn't be too many.
0: No, but, but I guess <laughs> this is where I was going with the um, with the media hype, I guess. We've beaten Sydney and Sydney last year. Yeah. John Lombire's come out and said, you know... Man, and I mean, I know all coaches do this, but he's come out and gone, you know, poor to one of the teams to beat. So, you know, there's oh, the double yeah. whammy. And they... Yeah, you know, and now you've got the media sort of saying, you know, we've loaded up too and you know, strong. It could be if we can get in front, the 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 team could the Sydney team could be like, oh shit, you know, they might do it again. So uh, mm. who knows? But I mean, I don't think it's a bit too early to say that we have a psychological advantage
1: yeah, oh, yeah, over
0: that... any any team, let alone that team. Well, over but, any team uh,
1: at their home ground, anyway. Yeah, if this is in Adelaide, you yeah. say Port, but. Um... Yeah, I, I guess the hesitation I'm having is something that I should chide myself for because it's kind of what I always criticise Crows fans for, which is that they have to be the underdog, otherwise they panic. And, and the Crows players as well, mm-hmm. to some extent. Like if everyone goes in thinking, oh, it's the Crows, oh.
0: But um, that was a real Choco thing for us too. You know, he always wanted to be the underdog. Yeah, everyone and wanted think, to be the
1: underdog back then. It's, what's, and it's not put up, way. Yeah,
0: no, and I think that were I think that was to our detriment, though. Yeah, I agree. Being, trying to fight for the, the second place and being the underdog instead of welcoming, uh, you know, being the a, a threat. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so I really want us to come out and go, you know, we're, we're a good team and we're going to play hard football and they have to play at their best to beat us. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I'm really optimistic. I'm, and I I think it was great, uh, a great sign from the recruits. And, you know, I think... Motlop might be less influential. I don't know what his history is at the SCG, but, you know, He's the gonna. smaller ground, he, it might be harder for him to find space. But, mm. you know, he, he had blistering speed, which was the great thing.
1: He'll get the outside carry if he runs for it. There's no doubt yeah, yeah. he'll get that opportunity. And the same
0: with Barry. I mean, him and yeah. Barry really have added speed to our side, haven't
1: they? Well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Um, that. Not just speed, but, you know, attacking straight line forward speed. That's the thing that we've occasionally lacked. Um, and I think that's kind of what Bonner's provided from a bit further back on the field as well, really.
0: Yes. But with quick decisions and clean ball movement, that makes you look fast as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, to an extent. Um, I suppose so. Um, look, Ryan Pillars, he's hes hes basically taking this podcast and condensed it into about four comments. Uh, he's saying, shut down Buddy and we win. Their midfield doesn't phase me. The defence is good, but our forward line is stronger and they have a shite ruck. So, uh yeah, that's kind of the summary. That, that's, that's all we had to say, I think.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay because we we have a shite ruck this week, so it's a it's a battle of the shite rucks then. <laughs> yeah, it might be, might be. Uh, uh, do, we any question, do
1: we have any questions? Do we have any
0: questions
1: from Bigfooty?
0: Uh, you're asking me.
1: Yeah, shit. Oh, I always ask oh, you, Macca. So I'm, I'm assuming you've sort of taken that over, or why are you not?
0: Okay. Yeah, I can. Just give me, just pad me out for uh,
1: okay. thirty
0: seconds. Did we ever? Did we even put a uh, post up on? Oh, I didn't. Big 40?
1: So, I don't know if you did or not. If you didn't, then it's probably not up. I don't think uh, it would be up.
0: Well, this is where we're lazy and we rely on Macca. <laughs> oh,
1: what's so <laughs> relying on, Macca? He's, he, he, he. We miss him enormously, Macca. Where are you? I know.
0: <laughs> Bastard, he's let us down. <laughs> no. Oh, the fishing, fishing. Rick asked. Um, yeah, no, nah, there is none. No, nah, OK, there. that's fine.
1: We're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan's commented on Spreaker Chat that Talia is done, um, so that's all right. And uh, I don't know, I reckon I might watch this last quarter because it looks like it might be a uh, upset for the Crows. So not on the scoreboard, Talia's but
0: oh, I don't know. Is there a football game on?
1: Yeah, Thursday night, man. Oh. It's Easter weekend.
0: Oh, oh my God. This, this time zone is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> So who's uh, who's playing?
1: It's the uh, Crows in Richmond.
0: Oh, my God. And Crows are going to win?
1: Well, no, I don't think they will, but we'll see.
0: Well, what's the score?
1: Well, Crows are in front right now. I'm not going to say the score because we don't want to spoil it for anyone who's listening live and maybe not watching the game. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh, no, okay. Um, yeah, well, really? They're port supporters.
1: Yeah, but, you know, look, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a spoiler-free zone as much as I can be. So there we are. All right, look, we'll just get really? the final wrap then. Skip ahead. Oh, Talia's done an ankle. Apparently, there you go. Shame. <laughs> yeah, that's not good at what a all. Bummer. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm. uh. That's not me <laughs> laughing at Talia. That's me just like, oh, that's 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 unfortunate for the crows, but also, ah, crows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to do the rat, but what about having the two uh, the Good Friday games? Uh, what do you? What's your thoughts on that?
1: I just don't know why we haven't had games on Good Friday forever and I also, this is the other thing, I don't think it should be an event game, I think it should be an anyone can have a shot at it like you can have a shot at an Easter Sunday game, frankly mm. um, you know, I, I think that we've had Easter Sunday home games for years and uh, I think it's one of the first ones that hasn't been ours um, and I think that if you I don't think that there's any reason why you should be giving any more teams exclusive rights today's, uh which I believe is what's happened in this case of this Good Friday game, which is bullshit so Um, That's my view. I think that, yes, football on Good Friday, good. Bad is if it's only the same two teams every year.
0: It's, yeah, it's like the Richmond-Carlton repeat season opener. It's always a letdown. It is a letdown. And I guess what's the over (laughs) here is... Yeah,
1: for me, I'm all about... You're breaking up a lot there, Rick. Um, for me, it's, for me I, I kind of feel like any of those, for the most part, those fixtures should be earned. So if you, you know, like this grand final replay that we're watching right now, I, you know, they should basically tell those teams, hey, you can have any day on the weekend you want. <laughs> you know, or maybe it, should, maybe it should be the season opener because it's the one that everyone wants to see, you know, straight away. I kind of feel like that, yeah. that element should be involved. Or, you know, if there's going to be a good Friday team, make it between third and fourth or something like that. You know, I think it should be something that any club can have a shot at uh, and... We don't need more of that closed scheduling that locks in Victorian clubs and locks everyone else out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, yeah, it's primitive. I mean, I, I think the, the Hawthorne-Geelong game on Easter Monday, I mean, that's been an institution now for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, the Anzac Day game, you yeah, know, same. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, the rest pretty much open slather. Just give it a go. Well, I mean, do you say that about the China game? with Port Adelaide. Um, yeah. Is that, is that well, open slather too?
1: No, cause that's that's not, that's about location as opposed to time slot. Um, yeah. That, you know, location is location. You can play your home games wherever you want. And that's, that's that. But as far as time slots, like every club should have a crack at the good ones.
0: Hmm. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, the States is interesting how like it's, yeah, it's Easter and you know, they're very religious over here, but you know, from a business sense, the show goes on. My like, business is just open regardless and uh people can go to shops and buy stuff and the sport teams still play and and do their thing um yeah and i i guess it doesn't mean that we have to do everything that America does but um i guess sporting sense, it's yeah it's, it sense foreign that you know well, not play sport on good friday that's interesting
1: and, and it's also you know what what do people do on good friday when they don't go and watch the football. Like, they still go and do stuff, you know. Most people go to the cinema or, or visit friends or whatever else. So I, I think that the number of people that actually mm. stay at home reading the Bible is pretty bloody low, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot you know? go
0: fishing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So yeah.
1: uh, the, the idea that, you know... Uh, having you no know, football on Good Friday is a, is a sacred thing for Australians. Like, no, that's bullshit. Because if it was, then we'd, we'd have huge church services and all that sort of stuff that we have, you know, for Christmas mass. You don't. It's Good Friday. People just sleep in and go, Ah, oh, nice, it's a long weekend, go down the river, get on the boats uh-huh. and uh, whatever else, and drink sinks from tinnies on Good Friday and, you know, pour one out for Jesus. So that's pretty much as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that poor one out for Jesus. Well, I mean, Australia is um, one of the lesser religious countries in the world, aren't we? So, yeah, look, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we can still be respectful and, and that sort of stuff. And, and so, I think it's great that we're being a little bit more progressive um, in a sporting sense, and uh, yeah, giving people options. And I guess the crowds will tell the story, and yeah, it's good yeah. to see. It's good to see the Victorias, um, you know, being rewarded. And for their for their loyalty <laughs> to football. Uh yeah, with yeah. two two games in Victoria in on East, on Easter Friday. I think that's a great thing for the game. Bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That was a sarcastic comment. But yeah, anyway. yeah,
1: I know. I'm just saying bullshit anyway. Um Would I you have feel-
0: loved Port LA to play on yeah, Easter Sunday? Uh oh, Easter Friday? Uh
1: Easter Friday would be preferable, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, Easter Sunday is always a shitty home game because that you know we know a lot of people do go on long holidays and yeah, okay, if Port played on the Friday maybe you'd then just take the last three days off or if we played on the Monday you'd maybe take the, the first three days off and then come back to Adelaide and go to the home game but when it's bang in the middle of Easter weekend like that is the most useless possible time slot for any team
0: um, Yeah, correct
1: Yeah Arr, Angry Arr, Okay, um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll do the final wrap um, winning side and margin, Rick. Who's going to win, and how much by?
0: I'm going to go Port Adelaide by 24 points.
1: Holy shit, Rance is looking like a joker. He's got a big bloody mouth. <laughs> 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 um, port by how much? Sorry.
0: 24.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to. I reckon this will be a close one. I reckon this will be about Port by about 11. Ah. Um, uh, will be one of those ones yes. where you that pretty close in that last quarter, and yeah, everyone gets kind of antsy and worried. So that's, that's my well, it'd be nice
0: for us to. it'd be nice to, for us to win under two goals because that way we, we've won a close one instead of lost a close <laughs> I
1: suppose. one. yeah, I guess I'm predicting something very unlikely then, aren't I? Um, yeah. Who's going to kick the most goals for Port?
0: <sighs> who's going to kick the most goals for Port? Very good question. I'm going to say it's going to be a small... Um, I'm going to say Sam Gray.
1: Oh, how many? I'm
0: going to say three goals.
1: All right, that's fair.
0: With a, and it's going to be a lot of even spread of goal kickers for us. And I think it's going to be like yeah, a ninety sixty six 66 sort of scoreline. I'm
1: going to go Robbie Gray with four for me.
0: Nice. Yeah, that would be very nice.
1: Yeah, I'll admit, the reason why is because I think that because we've got all the tall forwards, I think that there's going to be a kind of – I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be a kind of an inclination to sort of be looking out for that marking target more than uh, Robbie Gray sort of just doing what he does. So uh, hopefully that might mean he can get out
0: of it. I think just quickly too, kudos to Robbie Gray because, um,
1: oh, yeah. you know,
0: I think it. You, know, it's sort of um, – what's the word? It's just common now you know people get cancer and come back yeah um, but but, even so. but he's he still had freaking cancer and uh, testicular cancer and a kid. probably lost one, and a kid and he's probably but he's probably lost one and it's it would have affected his conditioning over this pre-season is an understatement and well i mean uh, it
1: could be affecting his testosterone levels as well really so that's, uh, like, that's a he would thing for... he would
0: be uh, he'd be able to have legally supplements i would oh, imagine
1: you reckon i don't know yeah that. yeah
0: yeah, he would he would be able to have it. Uh, it'd Have to be monitored, but I would I would be shocked if the AFL doesn't have minimum and maximum levels, which oh, would gosh, allow him. Knows. Yeah, there you go. That's one for REH to research. Yeah, I was I going to say that sounds like he...
1: a, something right up for REH's alley. That one. So uh, yeah, there
0: you go. But it would be I would imagine because I'm pretty sure that you know, the common man can get uh, testosterone boosts if they need to. So.
1: Yeah, but that's. Always that you know performance enhancing issue. So it was interesting. Well, hey, Robbie's what
0: else looking. Is made. As, Robbie's looking as fit as he's ever looked. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem for him at the moment. But I just wanted to say, yeah, well done to, to Robbie for overcoming that and being fit and ready and prepared for his battle. Um, yeah. you know, Come round two. So uh, yeah. So if he can kick four goals and get the, be the highest goal scorer, that would be amazing.
1: That would be pretty good. Um, Ryan Pillars said Chad with five, which, yeah, possible. Why not? And he's uh, uh, why? Apparently yeah. those Belfers are saying we pie as one, which is <laughs> really that's a pretty bad pun, that one. Um, but it's the uh, Crows and it's Belfers, so there you go. Um, here's another question for you. Which of our fringe players is going to lock up a spot that will see him stay on the side next week? So who's someone you think might be on the outer, but you reckon they're going to be able to play well enough this week that they stay in?
0: Well, I guess if I'm picking Sam Gray to be our leading scorer, I'd go with Sam Gray because yeah. he's probably the one on edge the most. And I, I guess that's probably why Jake needs on the extended bench. Yeah. Perhaps.
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: But I mean, look, I mean, Sam Gray's a role player. And I, I sort of argued last week that not everyone is going to get 30 possessions a game. And so, you know, someone has to not get, you know, four, 12 unless it's a complete domination. yeah. And the small forward is usually that guy. So uh, I'd be shocked if Sandra lost his spot to J.D. Calida.
1: Well, for me, I'd probably say um, oh, Don Barry, really. Like, if Don Barry has six touches, there's a pretty good chance he'll go next week, you think? Um,
0: really? After one, one poor performance?
1: Oh, uh, one sub-ten... If he gets a sub-ten possession performance, he might... Well, because you've got to look at, you know, where where the replacements are coming from. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you could drop him and then, you know, play a guy like Bonneford and then add Broadbent or Pittard. You could do something like that. You could shuffle. And I think that, you know, he, he's played all right in the preseason. He played well last week, but he still has not in that situation where he's, you know, kind of cemented himself as being a consistent AFL player. So if he did have a quiet one this week, um, I reckon he's a guy that could be in trouble, but I reckon he'll do all right.
0: Yeah, look, I, I, the way he's been presenting himself, I can't see him being that sort of guy. Yeah, to get yeah. less, to get that fewer disposals, his his work ethic looks huge. So, um, his work do you remember him?
1: Huge, but he's got to get the the um the touches.
0: Well, he got twenty one last week, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. But like, he's got to do it. If 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 he, if he if he drops off this week, he could be in trouble. But I don't think he will.
0: Well, he only had four games at Melbourne, but. Did you yeah. remember him playing it? Oh, shit, no, no,
1: nah, no. Nah. Nah. I don't pay that much attention to Melbourne games.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good call. We have to pick someone. So Sam Gray yeah, and Don Barry okay. look like the easiest scapegoats for that one. So yeah, I'm with no, you. I
1: reckon, I reckon Dom Barry on his own on that one. And maybe Houston if uh, they really want to bring Pittard in. But, uh, yeah. Um, Come are you ready? Are you... Are you... Here's the big what one. That... Yeah. Are you ready to say we'll win the premiership this year?
0: Of course. I said that. You, might... you put me on the spot last monday and i said yeah i yes. just
1: want to i'm going to check in every week just in case and i'll ask, I'll ask if we've had a loss the previous week so if you change your mind but if you're still happy to say it okay good yes um, are you yeah absolutely that's why i'm asking the question because i'm
0: very happy to <laughs> yeah, i'm just asking you back yes i uh, yep, i'm yep. happy to i'm happy to call it i am interested to see if everyone else is optimistic is what we are
1: Ah. Oh. I hope so. I reckon. I reckon a lot of people are optimistic, but probably half of them are sort of like, no, no, no don't say it.
0: <laughs> don't jinx us, man. Don't Keep jinx the lid us. On it dude. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Look, I guess the real test will come for us trying to beat the Crows outside of Sydney and Geelong, but the Crows and Richmond. Um, yeah, they they will be the real test, I guess. So, oh,
1: for me, it's GWS this year.
0: Yeah, Cause I just don't want—I don't want to think about GWS.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just like the reason I'm saying GWS is because like we talk about premiership windows, and you know if they're not in theirs now, they've missed it. <laughs> so mm. uh, yeah, GWS is certainly the one to worry about in my view, uh, and really, relish a win over if we get it. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. But I, right. think we've, I think we've—I well, think we got the side too. Stand up to G Oh yeah, I now. do
1: too. But that's the, that's one that if we lose it, it's, it'll be like. Mm. But if we win, it will be like, ha ha, yes, hooray, hooray!
0: Can you remember like three, three, four years ago when like Brad Ebert was our tallest midfielder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and we were looking at, and we. Were, but it shows how quickly times change because. You know, we were thinking, jeez, how small is our midfield? How are we going to compete with GWS where their smallest midfield is, like, 190 <laughs> centimetres or whatever? Yeah. You know, yep. we, had Sam, we had Sam Gray rolling through there. Yeah. And, you yeah. um, know, yeah, and we were like, shit. We, you know, but, well, the, you know, it was addressed quickly and has changed very quickly.
1: Well, it's the same as our defence. Like, you know, that time period ago, like, uh, Hartley would have been one of our taller halfbacks, but he's the second shortest guy in our defence now. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's pretty special. Uh, And only Burn jones Burn jones is the shortest guy in our defence. And Hamish Hartlett's 184, which is, you know, that's all right. That used to be acceptable mid-size height. He's our second shortest defender. So, uh, yep, times change and we appear to be getting better. So that's fantastic. Yes. All right, are there any other games you're looking forward to this week? No. Okay, I'm going (laughs) to say
0: mine. Only because I don't know who's playing and... (laughs) And the time zone over here sucks. So uh, the chances are I probably won't get to see any unless oh. I can see a replay. I suppose so, you can see um, the
1: afternoon games. But you can watch them at night.
0: But uh, yeah. Oh well, like the Port Sydney game, for example, is on at 2:30 a.m.
1: Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh, of course, you're, West, you're the East Coast. Yeah, that's much worse, isn't it? Oh. Yeah,
0: the East the East Coast is crap for the time yeah. zone. West so. Coast would
1: be all right. It's like five hours or something. But East Coast, yeah. Oof. oof okay. Yeah.
0: So I don't – I mean, I'm not going to get out of bed at, you know, four o'clock in the morning to watch Adelaide Richmond play. No, on a Thursday, enough. On a, on a Thursday morning, you know, I pass. So, uh, but yes, but I guess I'd go Geelong Hawthorne because that's the only other game I know that's on this weekend.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, that could be all right. For me, I'm really keen to see Collingwood get obliterated by GWS. I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to that. I'm, I'm, I might even go to that one. I'm just so excited to see it. Uh, so, well, um,
0: Buckley lasts the season, even though they've uh, re-signed his contract, which look, was just stupid.
1: For me, I, don't, I think he'll last the season, but if you start hearing mid-season about Oh gee, this assistant coach is looking really likely to be a coach. That'll tell you that the Collingwood machine's working.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still worried. Of, I'm still worried about Mason Bassett. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he's a. I think he is a fantastic coach.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd hate for us to lose him.
1: Oh look, I mean, you lose people and you get people. That's that's how it is. You know, I think that yeah, it'd be a bit annoying, but I think it's more likely. I don't know. I, I suppose if we lose him, we want Buckley to be sacked later in the season so that they don't do the, the thing they did with Clarkson uh, and say, oh, can he be, leave early? Like, no, we don't want that.
0: Yeah. Well, say mm. no. Yeah, we
1: they
0: should just win. It's not as though he, we've got the yeah, yeah, favours. Sorry, yeah, sorry. We'll, um, we need him for the season and he can play. He can leave at the end of the season. Sorry. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, suck it up. Yep, yeah, we don't, we don't need to sell premiership here
1: as people. for <laughs> can fuck right off, particularly Collingwood. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, I can't see that. He's got a contract. Happy for him to go. He can breach his contract at the end of the season, but um, he's got an obligation to fulfil with us. And, exactly. He
1: uh, has to see it out. Yeah. I agree entirely. Um, but the, the other game I want to watch is Carlton Gold Coast, um, in partly uh, because of Stuart Jordan but mostly Camo Shea. He's playing. Could, to, there oh, could I, almost
0: be for the port supporters, there could almost be a drinking game in that I reckon. It could be every time uh, you know, he fumbles the ball, it's a skull and every time the ball goes in between his legs, it could be you have to skull <laughs> a whole glass. Yeah, so a shot for oh, a come glass. On.
1: That's unfair. And, but that's every player. <laughs>
0: and and every time he does something horribly wrong that results in a goal directly from him, you gotta you gotta drink a, a whole bottle of spirits or something you know oh, you'd, you'd be dead you'd be dead by the end of the game but, um, yeah, but it'd be entertaining there, <laughs> yeah so okay. what are you what are you expecting from cam the man
1: look i'm just expecting to him to have learned to, i expect him to run really hard and i expect him to look better than a lot of the Carlton players that's that's what i'm expecting from him this week um it is so what it, it is still just gold coast um and while well, they're probably going to improve there's no reason why a halfback uh, should not be able to stand out and you know secure a spot for next week. He should be able
0: to. So what? What does Cam have to improve on to get an AFL call op again?
1: Oh, I, I reckon. I don't look. I don't. For me, I don't know that he has to, to play in Carlton. I don't think he has to improve much at all. Really. Mm. Um. Yeah. No. He, I think. I think he's. He's just got to be consistent. He's just got to be consistently producing. And, you know, if he has the occasional fumble, yeah, okay. I mean, most players do. And I don't think Carlton are in a situation where they delist people that fumble occasionally. Um, Come on, you can't out.
0: say that Cam had the, uh, you know, the consistent fumble like uh, no, everybody else.
1: No, he didn't. He didn't, exactly. Um, and he also occasionally had those absolutely fantastic games where you'd say he was one of the best players on the ground. Um, so, Really? Uh, oh, he yeah, well, totally did. Come on when was did... that? Oh real I'm not getting into this. <laughs> I'm not getting into this. That's not no, not happening
0: <laughs> if you If you want real entertainment though you yeah. I'm sure you don't use it but get onto my Facebook and, and check out my golf swing from yesterday. Oh, I don't do Facebook. Yeah <laughs> I creamed it. It was amazing. Hooray. I couldn't, I couldn't hit a golf ball to save my life, and so I said to one of the guys playing with me, oh, do me a favour and use my phone and record my swing, will you, because um, I need to work out what I'm doing wrong. So he did it, and uh, I smashed it. I absolutely hit the best ball I reckon I've hit in all my life. And I was okay. like, oh, well, that was a fluke. That was a fluke. Do it again. I'll, I'll screw up the next one. And I did it twice in a row, and I was like, well, that defeated the purpose. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you want to go play golf, Florida's the place to come. It is there amazing
1: everybody... Oh, okay, you're pretty close to Orlando Okay
0: Yes You've been to Disney yeah, about... yet? Uh, we're avoiding it Because oh. there's people everywhere Well, yeah Everyone, no, it's crazy it... So you're like hiding everyone... in your
1: retirement village instead?
0: <laughs> I'm hiding in the retirement village Playing golf <laughs> instead I'm, I'm hanging out with the oldies Having a great time
1: Oh, jeez, you're mm. going to start drinking Forex next <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah. I'm drinking uh, some Wartilles. sort of light beer. Some American yeah. light beer over here. So yeah, um Yeah, or well, whatever but, the Florida no. equivalent
1: is. Just uh yeah. sitting back and getting sun and playing golf and uh Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's good. It's good before See, we gate we head up yet? to No, I need to check out the um the roster. We'll do that. We're we coming back to Florida late April, so cool, cool. I'll probably have a look at a few games. We're off to Toronto next, so oh, visiting a nice. friend. Yeah, it'll be nice and cold.
1: Well, don't forget to go to Niagara Falls. Apparently, the Canada side's the good side anyway, so uh, definitely go there.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: It's only an hour and a half drive, so
0: do it. Do it. Ah, I'll, I'll talk to my mate Ian. He's, he's, he might drive us there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll take. I've got my port scarf here, so yeah, it might yeah, be. The, nice. It might be the weather to wear it up there. So, uh, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, rock and yeah. port at Niagara sounds good, and not Viagra. So I like it.
1: <laughs> Viagra Falls.
0: <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's been a porno made with that. Type, surely. <laughs> oh,
1: just the visual image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyone, anyone listening in we invite you to google niagara falls and then just imagine us saying viagra falls as you look at the cascading water um into a hole
0: actually no please please google viagra falls for me and let me know next week if there's actually a, a title and if not we should be messaging every film producer and just saying we want 10% royalty thanks
1: <laughs> all right look I think we can wrap it up there.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thank you, Rick, for waking up and telling us about Niagara Falls. um... Yeah.
0: I like it. (laughs) That should be the title of this episode.
1: Yeah, I agree. That would be good.
0: (laughs) Make Make it happen.
1: All right. Look, thank you, everyone, for listening in. And thank you, more importantly, for letting us know that there were bits that might not be heard. Hopefully, that's not correct. Um, yes. And until next time,
0: Khan the power. go the power. Can Port. Can't Brisbane. Brisbane next week. That'll be easy. Oh, Shizzy, come on. <laughs> that's, that's disgraceful. You're, well. okay. You're always a Port Adelaide that's... player. You're always a
1: Port
0: Adelaide player. Uh, yeah. He was never really a Port Adelaide player. Gray <sighs> was brave. Running hard, more getting forward. One last chance. Boat Brian winds. Monfrey's centering ball. Cassisi! <laughs> <is laughs> uh, you know who again? It is his birthday.
1: <laughs> Kid's a freak.